Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're joined today by the the co-directors of this, as I said, this terrific film about about kids, about science, about uh, uh, and about really a lot of other things in terms of just growing up and figuring things out. Uh, again, the film is called Science Fair, and we are joined today by the co-directors of the film, and that would be Christina Constantini as well as Darren Foster, and I think they're on the line. Are are you there? Yeah, we are. I'm here. Hi. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, welcome to film school. Thank Thanks you so much for having. Yeah, us. I was going to read the introduction and I I, I failed to do so. So I'm going to I'm going to just sort of leapfrog my usual stammering through uh, through the uh, through a reading of the synopsis and and I'll ask I'll start with you, Christina. Tell us a little bit about the story behind this wonderful documentary called Science Fair. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having us. Um, You're welcome. Science Fair is inspired by my own journey as a science fair nerd when I was in high school. <laughs> so um, it's the story of nine competitors from around the world from very different um, backgrounds who are all competing at this Olympics of Science Fair is what we call it. It's 2,000 kids um, from 78 different countries who are all competing for a one grand prize. And I was a science fair kid. It totally changed my life and made me who I am. And so it's in some ways a, a love letter to this world um, for us. And Darren Foster, where where uh, where did you come into the the process of, of this film? Yeah, well, Christina and I had worked together on a previous project, and uh, at the end of that, towards the end of that project, she had mentioned this idea that she'd always want to do a film on the international science fair. And I just loved the idea from the beginning. I mean. I've been making TV documentaries for a while, and I've always wanted to make a feature, and I immediately saw the sort of potential in this idea, but it was really sort of uh, solidified when I went to on a scouting trip with Christina in 2016 to see the fair for the first time, and it just kind of blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> these kids were treated like rock stars, and uh, and the kids were amazing, and, and so I, I just knew we had a, uh, a real good opportunity in front of us. Now, to both of you, isn't it just remarkable to see uh, kids – in their element, in in, in, a, in in these kind of environments where they're celebrated, their the expectations are are high. They're for them to to sort of to do wonderful things, and when they achieve it, there's this kind of reinforcing sort of uh, culture involved. I, I mean, Chris, Christine, obviously, you you know what it feels like, but mm-hmm. for someone like Dara to walk into this, it's it's, it's got to be exhilarating for for someone to walk into this kind of environment. If you want to comment, Darren or Christina, Christina, what I mean, what was it like introducing Darren into this kind of world for you? Yeah, I think, you know, this is, in, in this world, you see kids who aren't validated in their usual high school environments who finally find their people and find their moment. So a lot of our kids that we were following, for whatever reason, weren't celebrated where they were from. And so it is, as you were saying, incredibly exhilarating when they're, they're surrounded by 2,000 kids like them and they're being celebrated like rock stars. <laughs> Um, one of our characters, Kashfia, is the only Muslim girl in her in her South Dakota high school, and she uh, can't find anyone to support her science fair project, 
even though she's one of the best in the world. And so she has this unlikely friendship with a, actually the head football coach. But when she gets to the science fair, she is finally at home in a sense. And so it's really fun to see kids who are shunned in other parts of their lives uh, really be embraced in this little subculture. Darren, what was it like to walk into this environment for you? Oh, it was just overwhelming. I mean, uh, you know, 1,700 kids from 78 different countries. It was just, and they're all just, like, really stoked to be there and, and, and to be, you know, passionate about science. And so, you know, I think for Christina and I, you know, Christina, like, gave us a really good roadmap for, you know, how to cover this thing, having gone through it twice herself. And I, I think I just had really fresh eyes on it that I was, you know, blown away at every turn. So, yeah, it was just like a sort of a, you know, a, a, a winning combination, I think, uh, for, for both of us to be there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to sort of give our uh, the, the listeners uh, a, sort of a frame of reference. It's not an exactly apples-to-apples apples, uh, com- film comparison, but I think it sort of gives people who are fans. Uh, from a few years ago, there was a documentary called Spelling Bee. And and it generated an awful lot of attention because it's again like this film a window into a world that we just would never normally would not have an opportunity to spend time in, and that what I liked about Spilling Bee and I think it's also reflected in your film is that that this uh, there's this community and and the and the level to of, of commitment within that community and the excitement you see in 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 the people who are in it is infectious. Is that a fair? I don't know if you've seen Spelling Bee. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. A, is that a good reference for people who may have not seen, you know, haven't seen Science Fair yet? I think I think maybe Spellbound is the movie that. You're oh, I'm sorry, Spellbound. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, I said Spellbound that wrong. Is, yes, it's definitely one of our inspirations for this movie. Um, you know, it, it uh, we look to it often, and we, you know, any comparisons of Spell to Spellbound is. We take as such a compliment because it's, it's one of our favorite movies, but and definitely was a was a guiding um, inspiration for the tone of this movie. Yeah, and I, I, I I'm sorry about that. I meant Spellbound, of course. Um, the uh, and and like like Spellbound, you take these you know these individ- these kids. We get to know these kids, and and that's was such a great appeal, and and, and Spellbound as well. That you do, you take these, this opportunity to really uh, dive into um, into their world. Well, let's walk through a little bit of the logistics of this uh, in terms of how you sort of uh, gain the confidence. You know, sort of w- getting in, walking in with a camera crew, and try and beginning this process. Uh, was there resistance? Was there an acceptance on the part of it? Obviously, as you being a former uh, science fair. Uh, um, aficionado uh christina I, I would assume that you you had that going for you but what were the challenges for you in terms of identifying the the individuals you wanted to focus on how would it work in terms of the logistics of, of making uh science fair yeah, yeah I, um, I mean darren you sorry, can go ahead, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. well the logistics it was just you know the, the, the heaviest lift for us was basically just identifying you know the handful of kids that we wanted to follow uh, from the 1,700 kids that participate. Every one of those kids are worthy of a documentary because they're just so amazing. You know, we had to sort of narrow down to just a, a handful. We wound up with, with nine kids and, and one teacher in our film. And, you know, really we were just looking for a range of experiences and, 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 and a pretty good cross-section of the kind of kids that w- wind up at ISEF. So we had our sort of powerhouse schools like Jericho Long uh, Jericho High School on Long Island or DuPont Manual in Louisville, Kentucky. And then we had some underdogs, you know, uh, Kashfia, who's from Brookings, 
South Dakota and Robbie, who's from West Virginia, who don't really have as much support in in their research. So that was definitely like you know the, the biggest challenge was just casting about to these kids, and uh, that was a lot of phone calls and emails and Skype calls. But certainly, you know, we it, you know we, we, we always say that it, that that ISEF is sort of an embarrassment of riches uh, when it comes to good stories. And it come, I keep coming back to this energy in the film, and you know how that plays out in in getting to know these. These uh, kids, these young scientists, shall I shall I call them that? How would how would we? Yes. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, I just want to remind our listeners that the film uh, Science Fair is opening in three different locations here in Southern California. It's opening at the LA Live 14 downtown Los Angeles, the Lemley Music Hall in Beverly Hills, as well as the ArcLight in Sherman Oaks. So it's opening there. You can go to sciencefairfilm.com to find out more about it. It's also uh, uh, been uh, underwritten, sponsored by National Geographic, which I presume means it will be on their platform before too long as well. Before we go any further, this is also a rare film in that it it was uh, it won audience awards at Sundance and South by Southwest. How, what, what did that yeah. feel like as a filmmaker to, to do so well at these very prestigious film festivals? It's been mind-blowing. I mean, uh, nobody's more surprised than us. Um, this started as a very small project with a very small team. I think everybody is shocked that this little movie has gone as far as it has, and uh, um, it's just really exciting to see that uh, the energy that we put in it and that we approached the project with, I think it's, it's, uh, it's resonating with audiences, which is all you could ever hope for or wish for for a uh, filmmaker. So it's really a dream come true. Uh, it's such a personal story for us, and uh, and I think people are responding. And it's you know it's good for kids and it's good for adults. So I I think different people react differently. Right. Children like it for a different reason. So it's it's been really fun to watch that um, audiences in real time. Well, and it's also, you know, the, the the grumpy old men of the world and women of the world are constantly bitching about how these kids today and then, you know, <laughs> fill in the blank, whatever you want to say. But then you see something like this and you say, no, these kids today <laughs> are really something special. And, and I, I, Darren, I want to ask you in terms of uh, sort of uh, for our audience to identify some of the, the projects, some of the actual projects that these kids worked on, sort of give us a cross-section of the kind of of uh, projects these these kids are working on of course yeah i mean you know this is not uh baking soda volcanoes uh happening at the science fair this is a uh, really uh top level research graduate level and beyond um so these kids are actually doing real science uh that's having a real impact i think out of the uh the fair that we covered in 2017 there were more than 500 patents that came out of that fair wow. so you know yeah these kids are doing real science and so some of the, the projects that we feature uh, we have a young man from Germany named Ivo Zell who basically redesigned a, a single-wing aircraft, which was once sort of discounted as a design by many uh, people in aeronautics as uh, instable in flight uh, and not very efficient. And he basically just rethought it all and redesigned it all, and he uh, really made some amazing breakthroughs in terms of its uh, of its design. Uh, and then, you know, we have Anjali, uh, who uh, made an arsenic detector that can sort of detect uh, arsenic in water, which has applications throughout the world, particularly the developing world. Uh, and, you know, the good thing about that is that, you know, arsenic is a, one of the major causes of, uh, of cancer in the world. Uh, so if you catch it early, you can prevent, a, you know, a, a lot of uh, cancer. Wow. And then we also have uh, these boys from Louisville who came up with a uh, low-cost 
stethoscope that is basically more more than just a stethoscope. It's actually a platform where it basically compares you know heart rates of any individual across uh, to a database of, uh, of, of of heartbeats around the world, so it could identify any irregularities, and you could build it for very cheap you know, basically off the shelf at a hardware store anywhere in the world. So, you know, these kids are really doing amazing stuff. Those are just three of the ones that I kind of understand. The rest, uh, <laughs> I just, just still haven't been able to get my head around after uh, two years. Christina, <laughs> do you want to chime in on experience? Yeah. You know, I think the science, I would say this, the science is super important and super compelling. Um, and the kids are doing, like Darren said, brown, groundbreaking work. But what, uh, one of our n- early visions for the project is always that this is about science, but it's also just about human stories. And so right. for me, I think the human stories are com- particularly compelling and say a lot about who we are as a country and, and where we are in the world right now. And so yeah. I always think about Robbie, who is um, a teenager from West Virginia, who he's he does all kinds of projects. One of my favorites is he taught a machine learning algorithm, AI, how to rap like Kanye West does. Um, and and he's amazing because he's failing out of math when we meet him. He's, he does not like school. It doesn't, you know, just it doesn't do it for him. But then on the side, he's working on this amazing number theory project, which ends up winning his entire state science fair. So with a math project, he, he makes it his way to the science fair. Um, and I think, you know, that says a lot about how traditional academic environments just don't work for everybody, and there are lots of kinds of uh, intelligence and lots of ways of learning. And uh, I think the science fair is amazing because it really encourages this independent exploration uh, kind of learning, which to me is, I think, the most important way to learn for a kid. Right, and and I'll just chime in a little bit in the sense that our educational system is, uh, is an old decaying kind of a structure we are in, in such a different world in terms of what's available uh, as as far as assets and resources are concerned for kids and the ability for them to I, I even wonder why you know people are in certain grades it feels like that whole system needs to be reformed because kids learn at a different rate some kids obviously looking at your film you can see how quickly uh People who are adept at something can pick something up and make something of it. Um, there's a lot of things that are going on, and um, there, this is a big part of uh, you know looking at the world differently. We're in a new age now in terms of uh, access to information, and we, we need to start thinking along those lines. Um, totally. I, I think a lot of what was really impressive about our kids is that they were doing all of their research by themselves. Yeah on laptops using the internet as an amazing resource. Um, and so they were teaching themselves how to code and using open source databases uh, and doing all of the research on their laptops. Even the team from Brazil who, there's only one, they're from a very poor town and they've done really amazing research on the Zika virus using their school's one laptop. So I think, you know, no, no matter where you are in the world, it, it, there are amazing resources out there for this kind of independent exploration. There are, and I'm real quickly. I've got a quick story. I used to work at LA County Public Works, and uh, we got a couple of kids in who were from, I want to say, Virginia, uh, who came in. And there was a problem with, in an earthquake, uh, knowing what how structurally sound a, a, a bridge might be uh, in, in the aftermath of an earthquake. And these kids had come up with a way to essentially engineer a shutdown of the bridge when it when it reached sort of a critically um, 
uh, structure, uh, you know, a problem structurally. They came in, show, were showing our engineers how they could do this, and it was a it was a remarkable to watch these kids uh, in, in action, and it was it was and yeah. So I, I understand. I've seen it. I've seen it in the workplace. Um, well, we've just run out of time. I, I, I really would love to continue to, to, to go on because it's a great film, fun, enjoyable, entertaining, informative, and, and heartening for the future of, of the human race as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you. yeah, I want to thank you so much. Again, the film is Science Fair, and the co-directors, Christina Constantina, as well as Darren Foster, have d- joined us today. The film, again, is opening at the uh, LA Live 14, the Lemley Music Hall, Beverly Hills, as well as the Arclight in Sherman Oaks. All the best to this, the the little engine that could hear film, and you guys are doing a great, great job. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks so Mike. much. Right, Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, that is uh, Christina Constantina and uh, Constantini. I think I mispronounced it. I apologize. As well as uh, Darren Foster, the co-directors of Science Fair. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.